Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 13th, 2022. Oof. It's technically 45 <laughs> minutes until yeah. June 13th because we say. just watched the Tony Awards, <laughs> it's everybody. Tony Night, baby. My name is Matt Tamanini. It is. And I'm Ashley Steves. Yeah, just dispense with, you know, where we yeah. are and who we are because you all yeah, know at exactly. this point. <laughs> um, we are coming off the high of the 75th annual Tony Awards just wrapped up literally like five, six minutes ago. True. And we are going to run through all of our thoughts from a spectacular evening. One of the most, I think, Ashley, um, like most in doubt nights in recent Tony things. Like, I think we saw a lot of surprises that we did not see. Um, a ton of like sweeps throughout all of the categories leading to like the best musical win um, right. or the best play. We saw, you know, they won precursor awards, but it was not a Hamilton thing or um, or totally. an inheritance thing where they just won everything. So it was kind of anticlimactic. Or um, the opposite where you saw slave play lose everything. Exactly. So there yeah. was a lot of awards being spread out throughout a ton of uh, productions, which I think is great. But um, mm-hmm. before we get into some of like the specific things, the performances, the the hosting, the uh, acceptance speeches, the winners, just in a big picture, mm-hmm. um, what were your thoughts on the evening? I, you know, I went into the Tonys. You know, I guess maybe as of last week or up until last week, maybe we're really not interested, pretty apathetic about the whole. I mean, we've kind of expressed some forms of apathy in the past. Oh, God, I can't even call a year because we had our last Tonys within this past year, which is still very very weird to me. Um, But over the past few days, I've been really excited for it. And I think it kind of lived up to those expectations. I I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of complaints. I I had a pretty decent count of predictions on the night. There were definitely some surprises. And I was honestly surprises I was really happy by. What do you know what your number was? I had 17 on the night. Uh, I had Okay. Oh, yay! Okay, so I had seven in the act one and then I had ten in the main ceremony. Yeah, I took some risks and they did not pay mm-hmm. off. Oh, no. <laughs> I yeah. tried to read, like, I went with, because I love Clyde's, I went with both yeah. Ron Cephas uh, Jones yeah. and yeah. Uzo Aduba. I thought there was a, some momentum there. They didn't win. I should have gone with the yeah. ones that I thought were going to win. And then I thought I had Take Me Out for Best Revival, but I switched it I to thought. How I Learned to Drive because... Uh, it won the drama desk, and I realized, yeah. and I mentioned this on my episode with Oliver, um, Paula Vogel was the only playwright eligible to win True. in the revival category, so I thought that might t- push things in her favor. It did not. If I would have stuck with my guns on those categories, I would have done really well. But anyway. There were there were a few things where I'm like, it could certainly go either way, mm-hmm. and I I kind of went with my gut on those, and that ended up paying off. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there were some that I was very happy about, some that I was surprised about, which we will get to. But I wanted yeah. to get into Act One, as they were calling it, which aired on Paramount Plus. And this is not dissimilar, but not the same thing that they did last year, where mm-hmm. they ran the basically the entire Tony Awards on Paramount Plus and then did like the big production awards and some yeah. performances on CBS. This is basically it was about 50 ish minutes, um, 55 minutes or so where they did uh a lot of awards, not just technical awards. They also had some of the writing awards in there. Um, and it was hosted by Emmy winners and current Broadway stars Darren Chris and Julianne Huff. It started off with a performance that I could not mm-hmm. see because my Paramount yeah. Plus wasn't loading <laughs> on my TV. But you said it was a nice opening number. Did you say Darren Chris wrote it? 
Yeah, that was the number that we had heard the other day that Darren Chris was kind of going to write okay. his own lyrics for. It was cute. It was very charming. And it kind of gave homage to all of the aspects of theater that right. happened behind the scenes and what goes into it. You know, it wasn't necessarily the best thing you'll ever see at the Tonys, but it was I think it was a really strong start to the whole thing. Cool. Mine kicked in. My Paramount Plus started working huh. just as I saw. Uh, Lucy Moss and Toby Marlowe walk Good. up to the stage, which made me Good. very, very happy. <laughs> I was like, either they won or they are just taking over. Um, yeah. So <laughs> either way, I would have been fine. Um, yeah, the British <laughs> was Revolution was coming exactly. the opposite way this time. Um, that's that's one that I got wrong, but I'm actually very happy to right. have gotten it wrong. I know you got it right. You were going six. I was going a strange loop. And I am just I'm really thrilled for both of them. Yeah. Here. Absolutely. And it's they, just a happy win. It's yeah. such a happy win. And I think that's, you know, um, Ariana DeBose, who hosted the Tonys proper, talked a couple of times mm-hmm. about the joy of theater and the joy of Broadway. And to me, that show and that win was joyful. You saw yeah. how overwhelmed Lucy and Toby, who, rem- to remind you, are both under the age of 30, for God's sake. Um, um Absolutely disgusting. Yes. And... I I think Grace and I went and saw their concert at 54 Below where they did a bunch of stuff yeah, from other so. things they're working on. And it was absolutely bloody brilliant. So th- <laughs> we're going to see lots more of them. But that was a fun way. Not a surprise because, like I said, I predicted it. But a nice kind of <laughs> l- leavening thing to like, OK, this absolutely. is this is a fun evening. Um you know, they had a lot of, you know, awards spread out during that act one from a lot of different things. A Strange Loop did not win one in the entire I know, starting to act make me one. nervous there. I wasn't necessarily surprised because I, I think a good yeah. amount of those that I got and even the ones that I didn't get, they weren't leaning towards a Strange Loop for yeah. me anyway. It's not a but, huge tech-heavy show, you know. Exactly. So that makes sense. Um, a couple things I do want to talk about from act one, though, is they did mm-hmm. – the Angela Lansbury tribute in the first hour. And she wasn't but there. She wasn't there. And I'm sure uh, if she had been there, they would not have done it in the first that's, hour. That's what I told people on Twitter yeah, that were like, course. I was, where people were like, I'd rather see that than Spring Awakening. I'm like, she wasn't there. So yeah. first and second of all, calm your jets. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to people calming <laughs> yeah, their jets. Yeah. It's like every time there's a theater thing, I have to harp on this. Um, yeah. Love seeing Lynn introducing her. Lynn seems to be struggling a little bit so god mm-hmm. bless him um don't want to think about it i cried enough I during the, this bloated four hours four but hours. A, a lot of tears happened yeah uh, i will say the I, i'm stealing this from someone from twitter and i don't remember who but the new york city gay men's chorus singing mame might be the <laughs> gayest thing ever on a tony's and broadcast and it's, and it's the tonys and it's yeah. pride Amazing. Which, yeah that's saying something yeah um, they were like uh, the gay men's choir or chorus coming to honoring honoring Angela Lansbury and I'm like that is the perfect alignment of stars right there but how much did the audience love it did you see all those reaction shots in the audience to the meme oh my god it was so much fun again should revive meme I'm honestly shocked they haven't Uh, that's a that's that's the next uh Warren Carlisle uh Jerry Zach's production probably but yeah, again, another joyful thing, which I, I really liked. And, you know, what did you think of Darren and Julianne? I actually thought they were pretty good. They did. They, they, they were weren't. Yeah. yeah, they were not attention pulling hosts. So they like they did their job. They did, Absolutely. you know, a little like 
five to 10, 20 second bits when they were on. And that was fine. That's what I want from a host of this type of like pre-show. I was totally fine for this pre-show situation here. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think they did such a good job that I barely remember that they hosted. And that's kind of a, (laughs) that's how it should be, especially, and I know we'll get into it, the way that Ariana hosted, which was both great and also very clearly riding the wave of like now being a newly minted stage and screen star and like mm-hmm. award-winning stage and screen star like she had that level of energy so yeah I, you know they did such a good job that it was like oh yeah that happened and it went down they finished five minutes early brilliant love it perfect love it. no notes nope none at all and i, I am yeah i'll just save that for Never. <laughs> um, that's that's something that stays in the group that's, chat. That's I was going to say. That's individual text after this. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned we got into the opening of the Tony Awards proper on CBS, hosted by mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose, uh, and she did an opening number that was penned by Lucy Marlowe and uh, Lucy yeah. Moss and Toby Marlowe. Um, it was called "This Is Your Round of Applause," which I thought was a really fun tribute. It didn't rise yep. to the. Um, you know, some of the Neil Patrick Harris and Hugh Jackman uh, hosted numbers. But I Mm. thought for the year that this was, I thought it was really appropriate. A lot of looking back, but also looking forward and thanking the fact that Mm -hmm. they were giving everybody in the theater world applause, which I thought was great. I loved it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a hodgepodge of a number. It was kind of meant to be. Um, But Ariana DeBose is that girl. Like, she's the question and the answer. And she just completely tore it up. I thought it was, again, it's another one of, the, as we said, those fun numbers that's like, I, I couldn't find a complaint with other than it started a little sloppy. And, you know, maybe it might have been sloppy throughout, but it's kind of the situation. Like, we're, we've got all these, I mean, she, the, the, the point of it all was that she was doing combined shows. So, two shows. I can't remember what the examples were. I know Cabaret in Chicago was one of them. Yeah, like The Wiz um, and yeah. Chorus Line or something. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like you have all these classic shows, all these great shows that they're showcasing and it's like, I, I can't be upset about what's happening in front of me. No. Speaking of things that started to get people upset, it was uh, mm. we got into the Music Man performance, which heavily featured not mm. only Hugh Jackman, but Sutton Foster tap dancing. And I famously did not as see the show. Yeah, yeah as, that's like it's the Tony Awards. So Sutton yeah, Foster so tap Sutton's dancing should be, be like <laughs> legally required. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see the show because I was doubled over in pain oh. uh, uh, when I was supposed to see the Music Man on Broadway uh-huh. in March. Um, yeah, so oh, I missed yeah, yeah. that one. Uh, but I mean, hmm. so, but the reason I say that is because it's like I I knew there was a bunch of tap dancing. I'd seen all of like the Hugh and uh, Warren like practicing, but I wasn't sure how they worked it in. And mm-hmm. while I still don't think that the Music Man needs tap dancing, like I thought it worked. <laughs> like it was fun. Like I I you know seeing Hugh and Sutton tap dance is not ever something I'm going to be mad about. I'm going to say if they're in it, they're doing it. So it's going to happen. It's not going to make me like the show anymore as someone who's like obsessed with tap dancing. But you know, it, it it was fine. It was absolutely fine. (laughs) Except the fact that Sutton Foster did not sing a word and just like yelped exultations, which is really a choice for the Tony awards. (laughs) Well, but, you know, I don't even think it's not really a choice of the Tony Awards. It's probably the choice of the show's of the producers. Of course, yeah. but yeah, a choice for the Tony Awards is more what I meant. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, 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 I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, here's my thing. 
I know okay. a lot of people in the, in the theater community are by nature cynical. Here we go. Yeah. And, well, um, no, I'm saving that. I'm gonna ha- I have oh, a better okay. transition for that. Okay. But a lot of people, whether it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, Ben Platt, uh, Hugh Jackman, Sutton Foster, they mm. I don't know what it is, but they seem to have issues with these big stars who present at least outwardly very earnestly. And when I mm. think of Ben Platt, Lennon Miranda, Hugh Jackman, Sutton Foster, they are earnest theater people in the way they present what they are in real life. I don't know that I would lump Sutton into that. I feel like Sutton other than me is pretty universally loved. Yeah. Other than you. Well, Well, I don't like her singing to be fair. I think she's an incredibly lovely person. So the earnestness does does not bother me at all. Yeah. And obviously mileage will vary on each person, but I, I guess maybe it's my old age or maybe it's coming out of the pandemic. Uh, I appreciate earnestness, especially when totally. it seems real. And whether you think Ben Platt or Lin-Manuel Miranda's is real, like I've never once in my life questioned uh, Sutton Foster or Hugh Jackman's earnestness for their love of theater. And I don't know why my Twitter timeline was just like crapping on Hugh and Sutton. So I don't, it was just very odd. I didn't like it. And you might not like the show and that's totally fine. Everyone has that ability to like or dislike whatever you want. But like, I'm just kind of, and we'll get back to this, uh, annoyed with how much everybody hates everything. But I think there's a thing that happens and I'm certainly guilty of it as well on occasion where, yeah, where if, actors are miscast in a show then the the animosity goes to the actors rather than the casting team and the producers and the directors and i think that's katrina that certainly happened with katrina I, i think that happens across all media and you know all levels of performance for that matter uh i think it's different when you have things where actors are taking roles that they are not meant for, be it it's not the right race, it's not the right sexuality, whatever, versus something like this where you have these very talented and earnest actors who are taking roles that might not be meant for them, for their vocal ranges, for their styles, whatever, and people just end up pissed off at the actors for that, where it's a job and I can only slight people so much for that. Yeah. Um, some of these awards that happened here, I'm not going to get into all the awards. Of course, we will have a link in the show notes where mm-hmm. you can see all of the awards. But I'm going to go to the next performance. And before I actually talk about the next performance, I want to talk about the people who introed mm-hmm. the next performance. The next performance was for MJ the Musical. And for whatever reason, uh-huh. I did not hear who the people were who were coming oh. out. Um, I was watching with my brother and my niece, and I, I didn't hear who they were. I was like, who? I don't know who these people are. Why are they on my screen? And then they said, our <laughs> father, Michael Jackson. And I was like, whoa, yeah. wait, what? And I, <laughs> this is a, such a dumb thing <laughs> to be, like, taken by, but... I didn't hear their names. I'm assuming that uh, was Paris. It was the was the Paris woman. Paris and oh my god, what's the I don't one? I don't the, the 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 young man um was so poised like he was a better presenter and introducer than like literally half of the Tony winning actors that presented or introduced things uh, on the night. I was like, oh, I don't know what this dude does for a living. Yeah, like but Andrew like, Garfield. 
Well, Andrew Garfield is another <laughs> earnest person who, where yeah. he's just like so lovely. Um, we'll, we're going to talk more about him. But uh, he's shocked by Nathan Lane's general yeah. existence, which and, should be fair because Nathan Lane always takes his minute. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does. And he's also <laughs> Andrew was also shocked by Ariana DeBose sitting on his lap. But we'll get to that. Um, I mean, but shout out to Michael Jackson's son, who uh, Prince was Prince. Oh, is that the, Prince? His okay. name? Yeah, Prince yeah, yeah. in Paris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really good uh, presentation skills from him. But um, yeah. I don't, you know, obviously MJ won a ton of awards and Miles Frost, spoiler alert, won Best Actor yeah. in a Musical. And I've heard so much about how great this show is. And um, that number, I don't know if it was the staging or like the camera blocking of it, but it was good. It felt kind of low wattage to me and yeah. there was I, I also think there might have been something wrong with the mics because i wasn't I hearing know. much singing at all and it was maybe miles wasn't singing much at all um it was a very weird number for me although the dancing <laughs> was impressive but overall i was like totally i'm not sure what is going on here it's a weird thing for me when the sound design for MJ is worse at the Tonys and a Strange Loop sound design is better at the Tonys where you could actually make out the words. Yeah, because a Strange uh, yeah. Loop, as you've talked about, horrible sound design mm-hmm. in the theater. Awful sound design. And MJ won uh, best sound design for a musical and then was yeah. weird at the Tonys. So I think it's just it, – it it's not for me. And it's kind of one of those that I'm just like, I'm probably not going to see it. I think Miles Frost is an incredible talent. I hope he's, you know, booked forever. Um, I, I have a really hard time with shows like this where there's impersonations of real people. And in the same way that it's like, you know, I think a share sh- the share show worked better in that regard because – I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think a lot of it's still the uh, the everything around Michael Jackson is just a hard thing to have. So yeah. have somebody impersonating him on a stage is it, it's hard. It's hard to swallow. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I've said this on other podcasts, like on our uh, some like a pop podcast with Jennifer McHugh. Mm. The Oscars, I feel like they have a problem with awarding people just doing impressions of famous people. Like, I think they should have a separate category for, like, playing real life people um, and spin them off into a separate category. And I don't know that the Tonys need that, but it is a weird thing. But um, it was it was great to be able to see the show on stage yeah. in some form at least that it was great to see the choreography which is beautiful and which won for the night and honestly i think is a, a very righteous win as much as i would have loved to see a camille brown win um but yeah that's that's kind of all i can give to mj i think yeah i i agree um in between there, we saw wins by um, Sam Mendez and Marion Elliott for the directing. Marion Elliott, of course, for Company. Sam Mendez for mm-hmm. the Lehman Trilogy. Those proved to be prophetic wins as they both mm-hmm. won in their individual production categories later in the night. Marion Elliott made it three for three at that point with the uh, Chris Harper pays my salary jokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody that won for Company you, pretty much did well, that, including Chris knew, Harper himself. You, of course he had to. You know it was coming. It, if it wasn't going to come from everybody individually, there was certainly going to be a joke about it in like a song, which didn't happen. And then everybody yeah. proceeded to make one. Yeah, good, good, good for, for them. them. Every everybody won. So yeah. hey, 
Um, Grace uh, Aki's not with us. She is in Atlanta, so she's at home mm-hmm. with her family and had stuff going on, um, so she wasn't able to join us. But I feel like in honor of her, we have to talk about the Mr. Saturday Night performance, which... Oh, my God. I, I don't know how much of that is in the show or how much of that mm-hmm. was, you know, him c- kind of Billy Crystal doing what Billy, Billy Crystal does <laughs> at an awards show. <laughs> yeah. But first off, the word I'm Alexander Rabinowitz was incredible hilarious um i don't know if that sold tickets i mean well let me say this i think that sold tickets i don't know if that's in the show at all um but that was fun as hell it's billy crystal billy crystalling and whether that's in the show or not is it that's still the show because it's still just billy crystal doing his thing that was the one performance and this is a i mean the tonys are a commercial for broadway and to get people in seats this is the one performance that i saw that i'm like uh, i gotta go to the show like immediately after that so hopefully that's coming soon because i was just laughing the whole time i thought it was great yeah and here's the thing I was, you know, and I, I, I've talked about people being cynical and how much it annoys me. Mm. Most of the performances tonight didn't do much for me, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I, I think that we've often talked about the issues that shows have translating on the gigantic Radio City Music Hall stage. Um, I think company did a smart thing by doing in the box so it didn't get lost. (laughs) Somebody Um, also did the smartest thing in the world and that they picked up after Katrina solo and key change. They were smart. I'm sorry. I I have to say it. But here's the thing. Like, I don't know that that sold any tickets. I know some people thought on Twitter it did, but it was just like, it was a group number where you didn't really hear anybody do anything. I, you know, just that and like Girl from the North Country, which I completely appreciate them I, highlighting yeah, Jeanette they, yeah. and Mare. And totally. um, we can talk about some of the ones later on where people liked them more than I did, apparently. Uh, like, okay. I uh, mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Like, I mean, if we're talking about performances, let's talk about okay. performances. Uh, yeah. I, um, I thought a strange loop was I love the fact that they got to say queer black uh queer ass american broadway on on cbs and i love that queer ass american broadway yeah but like i i don't know what other song they could have used and they did have to tweak the lyrics a little bit to get this through the censors yeah and it didn't hurt it at all no 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 no. because but i don't know like it like jaquel kind of felt overwhelmed to me and it was a little pitchy throughout and i felt the same thing with jakina like she brought the house down in the room and people were marveling on twitter i didn't think it sounded good like i thought it i, th- I thought she sounded pretty bad i i mean maybe it's just me but i was kind of underwhelmed with most all of the performances tonight like in a way to where i was like nothing to me shown i mean other than billy crystal billy crystalling i guess yeah am i I wrong am i am i just do i need to get my ears checked i'm mixed on you there i think a strange loop i mean that's kind of the number that they have to do they don't have a lot of options they don't have a lot of options that would certainly clear um but i mean they could have done inner white girl memory song they can't really do because it's you know the the climax of the show so mm-hmm. that would be very hard to make that choice um so that is the number that they had to do i i i was joyful the entire time for it but i just adore the show so much that they really could have done anything and i would have been weeping happy tears company i like i said i think was a good choice in the way that the way that they did 
it, I knew that that was what they were gonna have to do because the only other option would have been side by side. Um, do and that's TikTok. another do TikTok, <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> do TikTok. They'd have to wield the whole set on stage. They couldn't My do God, it. Impos- I, impossible. Dude, TikTok would have been. I, TikTok, uh, TikTok it, won it Mary lives. and Elliot. TikTok won Mary and Elliot the direction. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 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 I didn't have that problem with Jakina. Um, I think the I'll start was certainly it. slow, and Paradise Square's music does not interest me in it's any way of what song. I've heard so far. Not a well-written song, but I thought, I mean, she whether she was pitchy or not for nerves or exhaustion or whatever, she does that eight times a week. That is ridiculous to me, and I thought she was just wonderful. I mean, this is you know, two two years in a row where she's been nominated mm-hmm. in one of the lead actor categories or another. I think she should have taken it last year as well. I mean, just that record alone, I think she is going to be on this stage for a very long time. I hope she's on screen for a very long time and getting mm-hmm. that screen money too. My God. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing with that song, um, Let It Burn, or uh, I think yeah. is what the name of the song is. Um that is the definition of a tell not show song as it's written, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as it's written. And it is very clear that uh, Jokina is doing everything she can to show uh, the emotions of that song that the lyrics and the music don't provide the natural dramatic ability mm-hmm. to do. Does that make totally. sense? Like, I think Absolutely. she is making the most out of a not great song. Oh, um, 100%. There's nothing about that song that interested me. Other um, than her performance. But, but yeah. she interested me. And 100%. I think that I think that is the point of her winning that in, in general and having so much behind her in general when otherwise this is not a great show other than maybe choreography as well. Yeah, I, that performance didn't let me down because I knew that Paradise Square is a letdown musical, and she is such a superpower. I I, I need to go back and watch because maybe I, maybe I was just distracted or didn't hear it, or maybe it was my maybe. TV. But she didn't sound great to me. Um, but obviously the performance and the passion. I mean, just the tears, like giving me Viola Davis mm-hmm. tears on uh, the Tonys, and like that. The, God, yes. And the camera direction was great because it was such a close, uh, tight close up of her face at that moment. Mm-hmm. So clearly, they knew what they were doing. And anytime you can make me think Viola Davis, like that is that's a win. I mean, that's the biggest win she, on earth. If she really wanted to give me Viola, she would have given me some snot. But I, you know, I know it's hard to sing through snot. But <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. A couple more things as far as performances yeah, go, yeah. though. I mean, six was a, the big one there at the end. I almost, I was like, did I miss it? Because we were getting there. No, they we saved were getting it for there. the end. We were, yeah, and that was kind of a thing of like, are we saving it because they're the winner? Which, you know, obviously they weren't. Spoiler alert, Strange Loop won for Best Musical. Um that you know, that was another really fun one for me. I it's it's what we've seen again, the yeah. one that they have to do, and that yeah, that's their yeah. press performance essentially. Yeah, they did uh, House of Holbein on Seth Meyers, I think, um, uh, okay. or maybe it was Get Down. It was one of the two, but yeah, this is like what they have to do. They do six into um, or ex wives into six uh, with a yeah. little bit of a, of a medley, which is makes sense. Um, how, but we do need to shout out um, when they did the like the cutaway when Ari 
before the commercial was like, and hey, we've got six. I was mm-hmm. like, that's not Abby Mueller as Jane yeah, Seymour. Like, what's yeah, going yeah. on? I went to Abby's Instagram during the commercial night, again, because my brother and, and niece saw six in New York and just mm-hmm. loved it. And I was like, oh, my God. Ab-, and they, they didn't see Abby. That was when Abby was out for her medical mm-hmm. leave. And I was like, she's not on. And she posted something like 15 hours ago saying that she was diagnosed with COVID. She tested Ugh. positive for COVID. And then it was awesome that Ariana came out and shouted out uh, Mallory Medecki, who is the yeah. dance captain in standby, who went on for Jane Seymour yeah. at the Tonys with 12 Damn. hours Show's notice. Go on. Uh, yeah. just, I, I'm getting teary just kind of thinking about that and the whole standby and understudy and alternate whatever of it all. Mm. Um Obviously, we had that whole controversy with I know you and Grace talked about earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, I mean, that that is why it is such a passionate talking point for people in the theater, Absolutely. because like this stuff happens uh, literally at the Tony Awards even, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only other thing as far as – oh, well, we got Spring got Awakening. Yeah, we got was, some Spring Awakening, which, you know, what, I'm that not – song <laughs> – why that song? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I heard somebody I, say, I'm, like, it's it, – that you know that that song – like, that performance was for, like, the hardcore fans because – People were Spring Awakening fans. Because yeah. they did that rather than, like, the nine – the song. The song's great. It's not a knock on the song, but it's, like, they, uh-huh. there's, like – seven or eight other songs in that show that are like more well known and oh, they didn't yeah. go with those which i thought was interesting I like, uh, yeah the, i thought the performance i'm not the a spring awakening person and no. like i said maybe this is maybe this is my time maybe I, after that performance which i really enjoyed like maybe this is the time that i, <laughs> I have I, my spring awakening face and grace welcomed you with open arms yeah um, of course i did think it was interesting that it was a song that focused on the guys and leah didn't sing a solo by herself no women sang a solo by themselves. Yeah. Um, we got Groff, we got Gallagher, we got mm-hmm. uh, Silverman, and then Skylar Aston just Aston absolutely. Down the house. Yes, absolutely. Um, that was interesting. There's one other performance we need to talk about, and it's the, mm. it's the In Memoriam. And, mm-hmm. and 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 the great <laughs> Billy Porter. This is, yeah. again, kind of like your discussion about Sutton Foster. This is not a Billy Porter conversation. This is a person yeah. who puts Billy Porter in the place to sing a learner and low love song sung from the point of view of a semi stalker during the in memoriam segment. I'm sorry. It's fine. Totally fine. Did the person who wrote some of the most incredibly moving and poignant songs about grief in the history of musical theater not die this year and we couldn't use his song again what why are we picking this song a love i mean why are we picking a love song in general let alone a semi-problematic song about a stalker it's a weird choice it's like when sting dies they're going to sing um every breath you take (laughs) at the in memoriam at the grammys you know they're going to though that's the thing you know, Puff Daddy did it, you know, exactly. I just, I, it's just such a weird choice. Billy, I thought was great. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a very fine performance of a yes, questionable and, choice. And re- he kind of reimagined it um, in a way that it actually kind of felt yeah, appropriate absolutely. if you didn't, if you only paid like semi attention to the words, like I've often walked <laughs> on the street before, but you know, you know, it makes sense. Like you're thinking about somebody, yeah. but the lyrics were a little weird. The one thing I will say is, it's just like, don't pay attention. Yeah. I mean, people, my, my dad famously says like my whole life, like listening to music. He's like, I was like, dad, do you know what that song's about? Nope. I don't listen to lyrics. So <laughs> there you go. My dad would have had no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, but here's what, another thing that I will say, 
we got a lot of close-ups of Billy during that in memoriam segment. And again, not Billy's fault, but there's a lot of other people yeah. that died this year. You could have thrown up there. And they always say for the full list of people who have died in the community this year, it's Which on the website. So silly. Well, but I mean, it's hundreds of people, you know, of course. but my thing is, is like, I think Billy would have understood if you didn't give as many close-ups of, of him, like on his face, like you could have mentioned it's some of those contract. other people. Yeah. It just, it felt a little weird it, it, again, not a Billy problem. Um, but it was a little, it was a little strange for me. It, it was a weirdly produced in memoriam segment in general. There were a lot of weird producing issues in this program, I think. Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk about Bernie though? We can always talk about Bernie. Yeah. I mean, it, the fact that we saw Matt Doyle win for Best Featured oh. Actor in a Musical yeah. going right into the Sondheim tribute was mm. – uh, that was nice producing because everyone knew that Matt was going to win. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Bernadette Peters – It was a little bit of emotional whiplash nonetheless. Of course. It's like, of course. It, was like a, it was like the before going into the in memoriam too, yeah, we'll which to I know we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Bernadette Peters is more than just somebody who does Sondheim musicals. Obviously, yeah. she's done a lot more. But she is like one of the greatest Sondheim interpreters in the world. Mm -hmm. And Correct. to have her singing Children Will Listen to where people like you, people like me, probably a decent three quarters or more of the people at Radio City Music Hall were children who listened to the words and the lessons in the music mm -hmm. and the wisdom of Stephen Sondheim. That's one where if you listen to the lyrics and actually pay attention to what they're saying, it is so much more impactful. That was a perfectly chosen song in every way. Absolutely. And to watch Bernadette Peters sing it and then like start crying at the end it was that was how you do a, a memorial segment yeah um i you know as to borrow a phrase that you said earlier i have no notes <laughs> i can't think about it too much or i'll start crying again because i was like full body weeping obviously it was a lot i think that was really well produced the only complaint i really have is that it wasn't long enough <laughs> And I know you could have done four <laughs> I, hours. I, mean, I know I'm incredibly biased, but I don't know how you do do like more than a single song and a single performer. I think it was. Yeah. I think the way that they chose to do it, and that is kind of what they chose to focus on. That he was encouraging of everybody, and you know, sending sending letters and trying to help people up the ladder for his entire life and career. I, I loved that and just being able to hear things in his own words, words and hear his voice in between Bernie singing was beautiful. I just like it. He's he's American musical theater. And I don't that felt so short to me. Well, it was just so short. They went with simplicity and elegance, I think, yeah. rather than like, which I think is a very appropriate thing. Whistles. Yeah, yeah that's a very appropriate thing for Sondheim. But I, I also agree with you that if they had taken a half an hour, like I don't think honestly there would be a lot of theater people complaining. No um, complain. No. no. So, uh, yeah, it, definitely a choice. I understand but yeah. why. But if you're going to do the simple, I think they did it right. So. That's the thing. Like, again, I am very biased here and I do appreciate the simple because I you know it was the same feeling I had when they dimmed the lights for him and it was only a minute. Like, yeah. that was not sufficient to me. This this was not sufficient to me, but I still thought it was beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, before we get into some of the winners here, um, 
let's talk about Ari. What did you think about uh, Ariana Grande or Ariana Grande? Ariana, Ariana Grande. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, she could have been a host of the Tonys. She has been could on Broadway, have. so she is technically able to host the Tonys since she has been on Broadway. She'll be singing Wicked the whole time instead of any of the Wicked. numbers they wrote for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I she's hilarious. <laughs> like, on, her on Saturday Night Live, we funny. know she can do the impressions. Like, let yeah. me have her sing the entire score of Parade as Carolee Carmelo because we know her Carolee Carmelo impression <laughs> is killer. Good. It is really good. good. Anyway, Ariana, uh, Ariana DeBose, Ariana what did Debose. you think about her presentation? Some of her bits, um, her dan- doing Fosse dances, with Sam Rockwell and Daffy Duck cute. with Lawrence Fishburne, which, <laughs> oh my cute. God, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter was not Whole impressed. Mortified. <laughs> oh my God. Which was like, hilarious. No one needed to tell you that that was his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, like, is that person oh just God. randomly sitting next to Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> nope. As soon as he started pulling out Daffy Duck, you knew that was a oh, dad shut the hell up my look. my God. Just ashen face. Love Beautiful. I, yeah, I thought she she did a wonderful job. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was very energetic. You could tell. I mean, right after that opening number, you could t- mm-hmm. see the tears in her eyes. Like she's a theater person through and through and clearly has so much joy and love for the industry. And that's what I want to shine on what is, you know, trademark Broadway's biggest night, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I, you know, it's obviously a commercial and it's, like I said, to get people in seats, but I want I want something that kind of radiates that love. And I think that she was the perfect host for that. I would love to see her do it again. We've obviously had hosts that have done it multiple times in the past, like Neil. And Angela Lansbury. And Angela Lansbury. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would love to see her come back and do it. I think she, like I said, had that, you know, just came off of the Oscars fresh face, has clearly been getting a lot of sleep and a lot of water. Good for her. Um I mean, <laughs> yeah. she is. She was radiant. Like she really, oh really was radiant. Um, yeah, but yeah. Sam, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter was mortified. Also mortified. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Garfield during Andrew the Garfield. in the audience the segment. And, the whole night. In fact. And do you know who was probably the only second most mortified person behind Andrew Garfield during that number? Maybe Sam Jackson. No, but... me. Me, I don't. I don't know. I don't do. Oh, that's fair. You don't do the anything. uncomfortableness. The, it was very yeah. awkward. But Andrew, you basically, Garf- you basically walk out of an empty room each night to come and do this. So. Well, I, I honestly do. I live alone. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, it was, it was again another. I, that's another. Like, I just, I can't not be a fan of both Ari and Andrew because they are both so earnest. And Andrew yeah. just seems like such a lovely person and just go, there to go with it. And I watched him throughout the whole Spider-Man No Way Home press tour and like how he denied oh, it. But just, he just seemed like he was having a ball and, and like uh, Hugh Jackman even though they are huge mega A-list movie stars, mm. seem so genuinely thrilled to be a part of this community. That just makes me happy. And I I, I enjoyed that. Um, Absolutely. All right. Let's I will keep- say, having an audience participation number in general is the representation I've been looking for. Because oh, you no. know how much I despise it. Yeah, you and me both. It just makes me Ooh, uncomfortable. Yuck. You hate it. It makes me uncomfortable. 
Uh, um, I mean, it's, it makes me uncomfortable, but I just don't want people to talk to me. Is yes. really the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get into some of these awards. We've mentioned some of them already. Um, let's talk about Best Book of a Musical, in which Michael R. Jackson did win. He Correct. he got the Tony Award for A Strange Loop, which he did not get the score for, which I think honestly is is fair. It's the That's right decision there. Um, but what I thought was completely emblematic of who Michael R. Jackson is and what A Strange Loop does, his acceptance speech imparted wisdom in mm. its 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it was. And he, you know, he talked about kind of some of his struggles um, with writing this show and whether or not anyone would ever produce it or see it or whatever. And I just thought him winning that award was 100% deserved. And then Correct. he made the most of the opportunity to depart or impart the lessons that he's learned throughout the process of writing and creating this show. Here is someone I have never agreed with in my life, but Jesse Green wrote <laughs> that the best tribute to Sondheim of the night was a strange loop winning. That's a very good point, especially on, mm-hmm. on the best musical category. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, company one best revival, we got the fourth and final Chris Harper pays my salary joke <laughs> from Chris Harper himself saying, Patty, it's an honor to pay your salary every uh, night. Um, Tony winner again, Patty yes, Lapone. Yes. And I, and I will say, because obviously I both picked and was rooting for Patty. I was also rooting for L. Morgan Lee, and I cannot wait until she eventually gets the star vehicle she deserves. That was a category – that was very interesting because as I've you know I've said it like I didn't think Patty necessarily deserved like I thought she was great she's Patty she's a legend but Patty I, is Patty in a Sondheim show yes that's that's all you need that, well that one because like honestly I don't know anyone else in that category that actually I thought deserved to win mm. um, not that they were bad but it's like none of those parts rose to the level of of a Tony win for me. But I was very glad that everybody in that category was nominated. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's get to the biggest shocker of the whole night. And and this was in the category, the best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play. You're damn right. I thought Mary Louise Parker was going to win, although I picked the upset. But not the upset that happened. I picked Lashans. Oh. I picked oh, Lashans right. to win. Right, right. Because I felt like there was some momentum for some of these things, and I was right. Somebody that was there an was underdog won, and uh, it was uh, Deidre O'Connell winning she for Dana big... H. Finally, somebody pronounced yeah, the name pronounced of the show correctly. correctly for the first time not all night. Di- not Diana H. Or not Diana. Well, Donna. Donna, Donna H. Well, yeah. here's the problem. They called her Deirdre. The first R is silent. It's Deidre O'Connell. Deidre. Deidre O'Connell. Yeah. But um, not – so when they said her name, I was like – again, my brother and my niece were there. Fortunately, my niece had AirPods in at the time. I I let out an audible, (laughs) holy shit, uh, because that was not what I expected. I don't know that anybody expected that. Literally, I don't think a single person had even brought up – like not that they – I think plenty of people had said I want her to win. But I don't think anyone actually thought that that, that Dee Dee was going to win. She was my pick and I had to have hope. I, wow. and I was watched And I was watching her the whole time. I was watching her when they had all the faces on the screen ready because oh, I wanted was. to see her reaction when they called her name. Because I just – deep in my heart, 
you know, sometimes I have to believe that Broadway is going to make the right decisions. And this was one, and the Tony specifically are going to make the right decisions. This was one, and I mean, her, her speech was so, so phenomenal. And, you know, she said to make the weird art. And that's what this is. This is, this was a strange show that, you know, when it moved to Broadway, we weren't sure it was going to work. Same with, is this a room? And, you know, we talked about it and Grace and I really talked about it extensively on bonus episodes, but I felt when I saw these off Broadway, I preferred, is this a room? And when I saw it on Broadway, it was Dana H miles away from me. And just because, I mean, Deidre, she's, she's just incredible. It's something that I haven't seen before. I've thought about her performance every day since I've seen it on Broadway. And that is something that you don't get very often. You get performances that are like, this is, you know, miles above the other performers of this season, but you don't necessarily get something that this is unique to theater. This is unique to the Broadway stage this year. I think that's what this was. I am so, so happy to see her win. I'm, you know, glad my gut and weird prediction paid off <laughs> here because um, I just love it. That's I, This was the best. Yeah, I know how much you love this. So, so, I'm, so I'm glad that not only she won, but you got it right. Um, that's amazing. Uh, you know, I saw somebody on Twitter also say like, Oftentimes, when when the Tonys do decide to honor experimental theater, it's British experimental theater. And I think that's very yeah, true. Yeah. We saw a ton of British theater win tonight. More BritCon. Yeah. And some of it actually, like, you know, I think like we think of Company and the Lehman Trilogy as like these big behemoths that had a bunch of money behind them. And they did. But those are both fairly experimental shows in their current construction. Sure. I mean, even, you know, Company originally, when it first came to Broadway, was a very experimental show. The first, first concept, concept musical. musical. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like um, it's nice that we are starting to see things like A Strange Loop and 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 Dee Dee's performance in Dana H. recognized yeah. this season because that is the uh, the epitome of what you know, experimental stuff can be. And, you know, to a, to a, a lesser degree, even like Hades town a couple seasons ago, which was uh, not as experimental, but certainly not a traditional Broadway show before mm. it, it hit the main stem. But uh, I think that that was a, a really heartening win and even more so heartening uh, acceptance speech. I talk all the time about the shows that I want to see are weird shows. I think I Absolutely. use the term weird the, stuff the more all absurd, the time, the better. Yeah. And I want to, I want a t-shirt that says, make the weird art. That's what I, I want. I want a tattoo that says that we are different yeah. people. Yeah. If I had the, the courage <laughs> to get a tattoo, I would. Um, if you had the courage to get a tattoo, then I would get the shirt just to balance it out. <laughs> that, I feel like I would be getting the uh, the, the raw end there. Um <laughs> But anyway, it's, you know, I thought that was lovely. Um, another one that I thought was incredibly lovely was the best actress in a leading role in a musical where Joaquina Colacongo uh, not yeah. only won, but she was presented the award by two of her color purple co-stars, uh, Danielle Brooks yes. and Cynthia Erivo, who were so clearly overwhelmed with excitement for their as friend. As soon as I heard that gasping. Yeah, you didn't even need to I hear was the like, rest. know it. I know it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it was so lovely. And just what a great memory, like, for, I mean, oh, one, to goodness. win the award for Joaquina, but to have, like, two friends and two co-stars to be there to present you the award and on stage standing behind you when it happened. Like, that's just so lovely. And, and I love 
and obviously the people who decided to to make them you know the presenters knew oh yeah good that, producing choices right yeah, there now i will be to be clear i don't think they actually know the winners i i believe them when they say the accountants are the only ones who know the winners but like Everyone knew who was going to win a that good, category. I was going to say, yeah. people, uh, that wasn't a surprise. Know, but you know. <laughs> the the briefcase isn't open on the table. Yes. But like, you know. The same reason they knew to put Matt Doyle before the Sondheim tribute. Exactly. Uh, so I thought that was lovely. And, and Oh, yeah. And that was the thing. Dee Dee winning was right before In Memoriam, yes. too. So what Ugh. whiplash there. Ugh. Yeah. From the excitement of a surprise upset win to and that. And it's like, hey, hey, did you forget something? Sondheim's dead because we're here to remind you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, strange, <sighs> strange night um, and a strange loop. Um, and a strange loop. So let's just go through these categories uh, for the productions. Best revival of a play was Take Me Out. Uh, best play was uh, the Lehman Trilogy. Best revival of a musical was Company. And the best musical was A Strange Loop, which uh, I thought was, you know, I went back and forth throughout the night seeing how many awards it lost. Uh, A Strange Loop was the most nominated show of the season with 11 nominations. And I don't I I haven't totaled these things up, but it won for book. It won for best musical. Is that the only two that it won? Book, best musical. I think those are the only two it won. So we saw a huge kind of rush of MJ in the technical categories in Mm -hmm. early on. And right before Best Musical, we saw that Miles Frost had won. I thought that there was a legitimate shot that MJ was going to sit in orchestration. Girl from North Country. Yeah, that was surprising. And and score for six. That was correct. That's the only good part of that show. What's that? The orchestrations. orchestrations I agree. Girl from North Country. I mentioned that on my episode with uh, with Oliver. Like I said, I think that this is very much a deserving award, especially because the songs are so different from what we know them to be. Totally. And the majority of the voting population for the Tony Awards is old white people. Mm-hmm. And who does Bob mm-hmm. Dylan appeal to the most? Old white people. Um, but I will say, like, I don't have a lot of complaints about about the winners here like there are things that yeah, i would have preferred but like even the ones where they differed from what i would have preferred like i don't i can't look at anything and be really upset about them which is maybe yeah, that's me um but because we'll get back to the thing i teased a couple times we'll, we'll end uh. on this <laughs> maybe it's me that i'm not getting upset about this because there were plenty of people in my twitter feed who were angry about everything And I know that this is something that I beat a dead horse every time there is something theatrical in the main popular discussion, whether it's the Tony Awards or a live musical or a movie to musical or musical to movie adaptation. I just don't understand why theater people feel that the only way that they can they can prove I don't know if it's their theater cred or that they're not theater people and they're like smarter than the rest of us is to just shit talk everything like, i think everyone wants to be a little bit more jaded than they actually are i think I, people want to i want to be less like, jaded than i am what is wrong yeah <laughs> i don't understand I, I think everyone wants to be really blase about everything and therefore can there you know can sacrifice their earnestness to being catty and not witty just sarcastic i think yeah. people confuse wit with just blatant sarcasm and whatever the word i'm looking for is no, that's i just, right. that's I, I just don't get it it's it's really exhausting to me oh, to watch exactly. 
And I and I get the thing of like, there's always going to be some healthy level of competition because that's just how people are naturally. Mm-hmm. Of like, I want my show to win over your show, blah blah blah. It's the level of yeah, like, I'm not talking about that. No, it's this. It's the gleefulness. Uh, one, it's the gleefulness of things failing that you don't like, unless it is blatantly harmful. There are shows that 100%. should not have been nominated. There are playwrights that should not have been nominated, and. That's great. <laughs> that, yeah. Like that, that, that makes me happy. It is the, this is a thing I didn't like. It's not, you know, it's not causing anybody harm. It's just something that I hate, but I'm going to take every opportunity I can to tear it down. Yeah. And that's just like, I, I don't have that energy anymore or ever really it it, and it makes me a little sad and you know that's not a way that's not a way of like being holier than thou about it it's just maybe it was the illicit substances i couldn't be you know consumed during the show that i just didn't have the energy to get so pissy about everything but i in general i just don't have the energy i don't have the time we just went through this long and are still going through this long pandemic and it's the first time that we're i mean there was certainly last year's ceremony but that was still abbreviated it was weird this is really the first ceremony that we're getting again And it was nice to see. There was nothing I had that I could really complain about. There were things I was disappointed about. Um, But even some of my disappointments were capped by happy wins. Like, I would have preferred to see Jaquel Spivey win, was delighted to see Miles Frost win, would have preferred Strange Loop for music, was absolutely thrilled to see Lucy and Toby win instead. Yeah, I'm with you. I I just – I don't feel the need to – get worked up and upset and then to broadcast it on social media when like oh this only got you know five minutes where it could have gotten more if they hadn't done this other thing and like getting mad about a bit or this other thing that you didn't i just why why do we have to do this the only thing there is that sondheim should have gotten more time (laughs) well but that's all that's a completely different thing because you're not mad at like you're not you weren't mad about the host of an awards show doing no. a bit you were talking about something on a larger thing it's not it, it, like you and said I it's this competitive muting, thing i wasn't muting things that i didn't like like i if i can sit through a music man performance which i loathe more than like anything if i sat there and was like yay some tap dancing and was happy about that then i promise you you can be happy for Marion Elliott winning something. Yeah, I, I do love Marion Elliott winning anything. You're damn right. Okay, I've got one more question to wrap up this episode okay. for you, Ashley. At this time next year, Ugh. one year from now, what is going to be the 2023 Tony Award winner for Best Musical? I think there are two Lampica. leaders in the clubhouse <laughs> right now, Kimberly Lampica. Akimbo and Limpika. Uh, I have been saying for years, Limpica, um, yeah. I thought it was going to be the 2020 winner at one point and then that didn't happen. And, um, yeah. but I think it's going to be an interesting battle between Kimberly Akimbo and Limpica. Are you I going with Limpica? I, I think I'm going to go with Limpica, but I mean, we'll, we'll see soon when we get more performances going on. Um, Kimberly Akimbo, I adore, I adore, I adore. I think it has a lot of problems in it still, and it is, uh, 
it, it, it certainly felt more like an off-Broadway show to me. I'm not going to be mad seeing it on Broadway. I'm just wondering what the reception is going to be like when it moves to Broadway. In the same way, like I think a lot about Be More Chill, very different issues, but Be More Chill obviously had a massive fan base off-Broadway and then it moved to Broadway and did not get the same attention uh, you know, going forward. So we'll see there. I am so, so excited for the Pika though. Um, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the reception that it receives. Uh, and honestly, I can't wait for next year's Tonys. I, I didn't have a lot of hope for these, but they surpassed my expectations. Um, and maybe part of that's just I'm riding the high from so many company wins, but yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I, I think Lampika will win, but I, I, you know, probably even more so than the, that win. I think the 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 race between Vicky Clark and Eden Espinosa oh, is going be to be so fun. It's going to be fun because you know those two will be front and center in that conversation, and it'll be fun to see who else joins them in that conversation. And I know. you know, we were just talking about the competitiveness. Like, what one another moment that I really loved was Jaquel embracing Miles as he came up oh my to God, win. Yeah. Like, Immediately standing ovation yes, when his name was announced. Absolutely. And like that's the way I want the the competition to be, whether it's theater or sports. Like do you know in sports it's different because like you're competing head like literally head to head with somebody. But like do it with an open heart and do it with a love for what you're doing. And when you lose, do it with graciousness. And I think that Vicky Clark who is literally one of the greatest artists in in theater and one of the best humans going up against you know in a category with Eden Espinosa who I think is somebody who has been criminally underserved by Broadway for the Correct. past 20 years I mean she has not been on Broadway since ridiculous I mean whichever one came last uh, did she go back into wicked after brooklyn i don't remember but like that's i think that's the last time she's Ooh, been on maybe. broadway uh, you know she she did not has not done a ton of broadway since then so i'm just i'm very excited about that in the lead up for the rest of these things which i think is going to be a great season we we talked earlier this week on fridays today on broadway um mm. you know all of these shows that are ready to come in yes, and that's so exciting uh, you know and whether it's shows that very are announced sure. like uh, like piano lesson which i am so jazzed to see oh my God. Um, with Danielle and and Samuel and and everybody else in that company, um, you know, or things we don't know about. So I'm I'm excited. I I Oliver and I talked about this on on our show, and you and I have talked about this kind of be you know off air. Mm. I haven't been super like into. I haven't updated my my um, real estate spreadsheet because I'm just like. All right, I just don't feel like it. But like I'm starting to get that energy. And again, it might be the high of the Tony Awards, but like all yeah, of these maybe. announcements coming <laughs> and all these things, like I'm starting to get the the juice again. So I don't know. I I think the Tonys were great. I would not be mad if Ariana uh DeBose or Grande again. or Grande, Grande do them both. Yeah. Both, um, no, but I if, if Ari did it again next year, I think that would be great. Um I I'm I'm just excited. Like I think this was a really positive evening for theater. The one downside I will say is the fact that um there were a ton of people of color who were nominated for performance awards. Sure, and absolutely. until the best actor and actress in a musical categories, I don't think we got any winners uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think we got any winners in the acting categories oh no we got felicia rashad got felicia, felicia rashad, rashad. Uh, which was that was surprising to me that was very surprising i yeah that's who i thought was going to win but i went with uzo because but she's felicia rashad so that's like 
of yeah. course she's always going to be in there. But you know, that was a little I was a little disappointed with how many, you know, people white people of color didn't get in and white people, yeah. you know, got it. None of them again undeserving um but you know it's hard for me to be mad at matt doyle and patty lapone and and deidre o'connell uh and even jesse tyler ferguson you know but you know uh, you know that was honestly a very surprising thing for me as far as um both plays there where we had so many take me out actors nominated and so many lehman trilogy actors nominated i absolutely thought there was going to be a split and some weird things happen and i kind of like that's always strange i I, there was a a very strange moment when beale won there i think or maybe it's just the british lack of emotions of it all but they you know adrian and uh adam yeah. Did not look amazingly thrilled by that. I think that's just a really hard thing. It's weird to me when it doesn't split, honestly. Yeah, I, I've talked about this. Like the the myth that votes get split, it really doesn't happen that often because generally mm. there's somebody who stands out and the the votes kind of congeal around one person. Is that the case for uh, Beale's role in Lehman trilogy? Though I feel like I, it, maybe it wasn't Take Me Out. But. Definitely wasn't Take Me Out. I I thought Simon Russell Beale was going to win one because okay. he's a he's a legend. Like he's a, a literal course, yeah. legend. So um, and I did not see Adrian Lester because he was not in the production that was at Park sure. Avenue Armory, um, but Adam Godley was. So you know I. I mean, just from a statistical standpoint, the vote, the the vote breakdown doesn't happen like that usually. But yeah. I don't know. I was fine with it. Um, but you know, also, you know, we did get some people of color winning in technical categories, which is always um, nice. a, a good thing. So, anyway, one more one more thing that yes. was a weird thing uh, because of a strange loops win. Uh, we now have an EGOT winner with Jennifer Hudson, who was a producer oh. on the musical. She was only short of Tony. I did not and realize as a, that. As a producer on A Strange Loop is now an EGOT winner. And now also RuPaul Charles is a Tony winner, which is also yeah, very strange. Good, good for RuPaul. <laughs> but EGOT winner Jennifer Hudson. Following the Whoopi Goldberg uh, yeah, pathway to getting exactly. that uh, to getting that EGOT. Do you, do, very good. I assume you know what Whoopi got her Tony for? I've forgotten. <laughs> Yes, but I've forgotten. You would, I'm too you would, tired. You would think it's a color purple. It's it's not the color purple. No. It is. It is the very. It's a. Yeah. It's the very Whoopi Goldberg associated musical. Thoroughly like modern Millie, Millie. isn't it? It's yeah, thoroughly okay, modern good. Millie. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was some other weird presentation. The, the, thing. the drowsy yeah, chaperone Millie. or something. Exactly. No, it, it's thoroughly modern <laughs> Millie. But um, good for Jennifer. They were just using her for her talent anyway. But, oh, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, anyway. So uh, is that what she said or her name? I oh, mean, I screwed up. I screwed up that quote every time. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all in all, we're dragging on because we're a little slap it's happy. It's 12.17 in the morning. Yeah, the we just record, did an hour. So yeah. We just did an hour on the Tonys. But I, I think it deserved it. I think it was a great show. I thought it was a really good presentation. One of the best award shows, I think, in recent memory. Much better than the Oscars. Much better than most uh, oh, Emmy God, Awards. Yeah. Um, mo- better than most Tonys we've seen in recent years. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I am very enthused by everything we saw, most everything we saw on Sunday Mostly. night. So, um, we, of course, we'll have a link in the show notes to where you can see all of the winners. Uh, and we would love to hear what your favorite performances or winners or acceptance speeches were at Broadway Radio on both Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. Um, I was trying to channel my Lawrence Fishburne 
Daffy Duck yeah, impression. Exactly. There you go. Fucker and fuck Ooh, that was that good, good though. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you go to Donald and it's. Yeah, you know, get a little bit of everything. I hope the audio picks that up. Very I hope lovely. so. Yeah, good, good thing we're not doing this on video. You don't have so. a daughter to embarrass, at least. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> anyway, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening again. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful post-Tony's Monday, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>